here from Grow Your Mindset. You've tuned in for another Mindset and You interview. Today I have got with me the fabulous Dave McPartling. Give us a wave, Dave. Hello there. Hi, everybody. Now, I'm not going to say too much at the moment, and we'll elaborate a little bit later, uh, but I'm going to hand straight over to Dave, who's going to tell us a little bit about himself and what he currently does. So just a little introduction, please, Dave. Yeah, no problem. I'm Dave McPollin and I'm the head teacher at Flake Fleet Primary School uh, in Fleetwood in the northwest. Um, and you may recognise, feel a bit daft saying it, but you might recognise uh, my face. We were part of uh, a big quiet last year who got a golden buzzer on Britain's Got Talent. And we've had the most crazy year that you could ever imagine. Uh, so if anybody sat there thinking, oh, and off BBC Bite Size as well, yeah. got a bit involved in BBC Bite Size. So, the whole idea was just to show the kids that anything's possible when you dare to dream, just to, you know, don't let anyone ever tell that you can't do something. And we put ourselves out there and we've had some brilliant adventures uh, along the way. So we're going to find out a bit more about those in a minute. Now, actually, myself and Liz, uh, we started uh, Grow Your Mindset officially in 2018. And that's when we first started following you on Twitter because your strap line is the happiest school 2018. And that immediately drew us to you in terms of this is a different school, this is a different place, this isn't the norm from what we've both, myself and Liz, both experienced as teachers. So how did you get to where you are today and what made you want to work in education? Uh, me personally, in terms of being a head teacher, uh, good question. Uh, my auntie's a teacher um, and when I, I grew up in, in a big traditional Catholic family, Loads of kids everywhere, so many uh, cousins. Uh, and one day, I think I was about 11 or 12, my auntie, who's a teacher, said, Ah, David, I think you'd be a really good teacher. She said, You can get paid to work with kids. She said, I think you'd be brilliant. I was like, Oh, Auntie Moy, yeah. Oh, why have I not thought about that before? Um, and, and to be honest, from then, that, 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 you know, that, that was it. That was my obsession. Uh, I wanted to be a teacher. And if I'm totally honest, I always wanted to be a head teacher as well which I'm sure lots of psychologists would have a field day figuring out why that was the case. That, yeah. I, think, I, I don't know. I just wanted to have the opportunity to, to change lives and, and make children smile. And I figured that if you're, gonna, if, you, if you're the head teacher, then you can do that on the biggest scale possible, uh, hopefully. So, yeah, um, went off to, to college and then, and then university. Um, and then I think I've worked quite hard since then. But, it's, yeah. Uh, here we are, you know, 10 years later, being a head teacher, two schools. Uh, yes, it's, it's, yeah, that, that's it really. I'm not sure what you're going to ask me, Gemma. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's all leading beautifully onto the next bit. So you obviously mentioned about Britain's Got Talent. And um, since then, you've, you've carried on really that idea of dare to dream and do, do whatever you want to do. Believe in yourself and go fly high. You've sort of continued that and you're still rallying on with that. Did it, did it actually start with Britain's Got Talent or did it come before that? No, no, it didn't, to be honest. Um, we were based in, you know, Fleetwood, like Hartlepool, where I'm from, lots of places. We were not without our challenges. And we recognised that, um, that some of our children, some of our families convince themselves that they can't do things. So one of the phrases that I've heard quite a few times is, I can't do that. I'm from Fleetwood. And that made me feel really sad because I, I, for some reason, you know, I'm proud of my working class upbringing, but I've always went through my life thinking if I want to do something, I'm just going to go and do it. 
And I, it kind of fascinates me that because I don't know why. You know, it's not an arrogance. It's not an overconfidence. It's just this self-efficacy, this, this idea that if I want to do something, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to give it a go. I might not always get there, but I'll give it a go. And, and I wanted that for our children. Uh, I wanted that for our families. Uh, and we came up with a dreams list. Um, we've got 510 kids, big nurses, so 420 school age. And we came up with a massive dreams list, 420 dreams. And there was all sorts of things. Some wanted to be a vet. Some wanted to be an archaeologist. Some just wanted to be a Disney princess. Um, and and we, we, bit by bit, we tried to make as many of them come true as possible. So, you know, they, they were dressing up as princesses. They, they went off to the university and did a bit of archaeology. Uh, and, and then, you know, some of them were really small. Some of them wanted to feed the homeless. Uh, but some of them were a little bit bigger. One of them wanted to be a pop star. So we went for Christmas number one, took it really seriously. Ended up giving Ariana Grande a bit of a run for money. We were third favourite in the Christmas uh, in the, with the bookmakers. We, we actually made it to the top 40 on a Sunday night. We were 33, I think. Uh, and then ultimately, on, on the actual Christmas number one, we were 64. You know, we, we weren't anywhere near. But all sorts of really exciting things. We had a battle bus. We ended up on the one show. We, we doorstep Chris Evans, dressed as elves. We, we figured that Chris Evans would be able to help us. So we drove through the night. Uh, rocked up at 4.30 a.m., central London, dressed as elves. I uh, thought we'd missed him. And about quarter past six, he rocks up, puts his arm around us, takes us up to the studio, uh, and then gets us on the one show and all sorts of other... Stephen Fry tweeted, you know, Corbin, all sorts of cool things happened. Big parties. And then we'd applied for Britain's Got Talent. Uh, I didn't tell anyone, didn't think anything of it. And then the next thing, you know, we get a phone call saying... We'd love you to be on. Uh, what, what a lot of people don't know, Jim, is they actually sacked us off. Um, they, they, yeah, they, I, I think I'm just about allowed to talk about it. They sacked us off. Um, they, they said the standard of the choirs was too high. It's uh, so high that, yeah, and unfortunately, they, they, they were going to go back on the decision. So it's like, right, no, 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 I'll, I'll send you another video. Let me send you another video. I don't think we're going to do what you think we're going to do. Um, and literally, a couple of hours later, I just knocked something up sent it to them uh, and then I thought nothing more I thought we'll never hear from them again and then a couple of days later we get a phone call saying we love it yeah yeah you can definitely have an audition um, and that, that's the whole thing you know in terms of mindset it's not just taking no for an answer and sometimes you know you might knock on the first door and nobody takes you on it might take a hundred doors you know but the whole idea is that you shouldn't ever give up and, and I, I, I can, we can tell the kids to be like that or we can show them yeah. Um, and and that, that's hopefully what we've done now that, you know, if we can make it to the final of Britain's Got Talent, uh, if we could be third favourite for Christmas number one, there's a lot of other things that are hopefully a lot more achievable than some of the, you know, some of the daft things that we've done. Yeah, but still like amazing for the kids, isn't it? You know, just to show them it doesn't matter how crazy your idea is, you can still do it. You, yeah, you, absolutely. You can work in to, to get there, haven't you? Um, so where, where do you see Dare to Dream going now? Because I've seen you doing lots of tweets recently around the, the topic. So where is it heading in, in the next few months or, or years? Truthfully, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea because we, we, you know, we're, living, we're living in a different world at the minute, you know, social distancing and, and a lot of the things that we'd like to do. We're not really able to. Um, and, I, and I think part of the, the, the challenge is we as a skill, we get it. We, you know, the whole Dare to Dream, it's not just some snappy little logo that you put on t-shirts and, and jumpers because we've got official merchandise um you know as you do um and, and you see people out in the community wearing them and, and it's become a real thing for flake food it's something that 
that embodies what we're about. And, and I guess part of our challenge is to explain to people why we did it. You know, there's people out there that Britain's at Talk was just about the fame and, and the attention and, and things like that. And the reality was it was hard work. It was stressful. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're daring to dream, but you're daring to fail. You're putting yourself out there. You know, you, you're putting yourself out there to be judged. And I think part of the, the challenge um, is, is to use the kind of the social media following that we seem to have acquired. I don't get, I don't subscribe to this whole, you know, I've got X amount of followers. Isn't this cool? It's not. It's shallow. It's fickle. It, you know, it, it's not. But it's how do we use that? And, and, and mm. part of it is trying to encourage other people to look at some of the, the things that we do and think, you know what? Just go and do it. You know, I've, I, I need to lose weight. Two weeks ago, I thought, right, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get jogging, get exercising. And if I can just convince one other person to get the running shoes on and get out running, do you know what? That's, that's got to be a good thing. And, and that, that's, that's what I guess we're about now is we're trying to, to convince other schools, other people, just to take a chance and, and you know, get rid of the filter of what you think you can't do, you can't afford to do, you haven't got the time to do. Just go and give it a go. And I guess that's probably what we're about a bit more at the minute. And does that sort of resonate, because you've got two young children, haven't, haven't you? Does that yeah. idea of daring to dream, have you sort of done that with your kids as well in terms of how you're bringing them up and the way your parenting style is? Has it had an impact? Um, do you know, it's, it's a good question. It's a really good question. Um, I've got three children. Uh, one's 12 uh, and very well behaved. My two and three, year, two and four year old. Um, they were quite lively. Um, and, and I think... What I want from them is, I, I genuinely, it's a cliche, I just want them to be happy. Um, I, I want them to find something that they enjoy doing. Um, and if you find something that you enjoy doing or that you find rewarding, you're always going to do work out of life. You're always going to earn some money out of something that you get very good at. And, and you know, it's things like when, when parents look around schools, and, and I did this, I, don't, I, I say to them, don't read the Ofsted report. Mm. Go have a look around talk to people see what the kids are like you know is there a, you know one of those skills you'll just have a feeling in your heart and I really mean it where you just think you know that that skills the right one for my child and you know when we picked for Finley at the time the offset report wasn't the best one for the skill that we chose but there's something about that skill that said yeah that's right for our little boy mm -hmm. um and and that's kind of what I, I want them to take through life I, I, I really I want them to feel happy I want them to have self self-confidence self-esteem and when you talk to parents it's a lot more about having those qualities particularly flexibility at the minute you know resilience um and and i think that that's all if they've got all those, those things i think they'll do okay in life and do you think with uh covid like when you go go back what's going to be you're obviously wanting well-being is obviously at the top of your list and happiness is at the top of your list what what would be your advice to head teachers at this moment in time? Because there is that conflict on on Twitter. A lot of people have been saying, "Are we doing catch up programs? Are we doing? Are you are you seeing where the gaps are? Are you doing well being? What what would your advice be on returning to school?" Um, Twitter. I'm just thinking of the different things that you see on social media at the minute. It's all mm -hmm. over the shop. You've yeah. got those that you know will will take our time coming back in September. Me, I'm a bit more, I, I really want those children back. You know, some of the, the, the challenges that these kids have faced. Um, I, I think, what have I taken out the last couple of months? Um, I think it's about being values driven. And, and I really mean it. You've, you've got to really mean it. You've got to really know what your values are, what's important. And, and I think that makes decision making a lot easier. If you know what you want for your children, your staff, 
I'm not really worried about the decision. If I know that it's right for the children and the staff and the community, then I can live with the difficult decisions. I can live with upsetting people. I can sleep at night because I do suffer. You know, I get really stressed. I get a bit down at times like everyone. Um, so I think it's about your values. What are you about and, and living that? I think it's about being flexible. Um, I, I think it's, you know, being able to respond to the situation. What I've found is that when people are very rigid in the thinking, the last couple of months, they've really struggled. Because, you know, that, that rigidity means it's going to break very easily. Mm. And, you know, we're, we're pretty good as a school in terms of responding to situations and, and bending and flexing it as possible. And, and I guess part of that's our belief that we'll, we'll do the right thing and we'll come through this, how we'll pull together. Um, and I guess the other thing is about looking after yourself. Um, I don't mind admitting the first couple of weeks, you know, working from home, the my stress was through the roof you know we bickered at home i, I don't know you know there's one day i came on it on the steel face but i admit that i cried my you know i'd got really upset you know it was all feeling a bit too much and and admitting vulnerability and showing vulnerability is a strength that takes courage and, and it's, it's putting things in place to you know i'm going for a massage later on after i finish this nice. middle of the day i'm having a 90 minute massage oh. to look after me to give me a bit of time out you know to, to look after myself and you know got a co-pilot you know dr mike who i go and talk things through you know it, it's recognizing when we're feeling good but equally when we're not and getting ourselves back on track and i think as leaders we're, we're still not great as a country as a culture in admitting that we might be struggling with things a little bit we all struggle you know mike who i work with a lot he works with literally world-class business leaders olympian athletes i said so why don't they get stressed mike he said they do we yeah. all get stressed but it might be that they, you know, they become argumentative or moody. You know, we, we just don't recognise. I get tearful. I'll be sat like so tired. I'm like, I'm just tired. <laughs> it's like I, I recognise that I need some sleep. Um, so yeah, I think it's about you know looking after yourself, trying to be flexible. Um, you know, reflecting on things. You know, we don't always get things right, and there's things that I look back that you know we did really well. And equally, there's things that you think next time, if there is a next time, I'll do differently. Th yeah. Those would be probably what I've taken out of it the most. Okay, and then um, you've obviously mentioned that you still get stressed and, and anxious and you've had COVID to deal with, but is there any point where you've thought, in terms of being a head teacher and running the school and, and you dare to dream, you thought, you know what, I, I'm just going to give up, I'm, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead, it's not working. Have you ever had that sort of extreme do mean, moment? Do you mean as a head teacher? Well, in, in anything, I suppose, as a head or with your dare to dream project. I think, I, yeah, I think it'd be weird if you didn't. Mm. Um, you know, I, th I think anybody who says otherwise, I'm not saying that they're a liar, but I'm saying most people from time to time, you know, you get something that comes through your door as a head teacher that just, you'd be having a great day and then it just flaws you, you know, an, an email or a letter or, or, or something and it absolutely flaws you, particularly when you take your job, you know, seriously for, you know, or, you know, you want to do a good job of it. Um, yeah, there's always going to be um, knockbacks and, and, you know, challenges, but it's, it, it's how you bounce, basically, you know, how you bounce back, how do you get back on track? Um, yeah, I think, I think it would be a bit weird if you, if you didn't have those, um, you know, those, those doubts, but it's, it's that, that strength, that, that, that strength in the conviction and then that belief that you'll come through the other side. Mm. So we all come through the other side most, most of the time, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely. And then um, we've we've been involved in a, a project up until COVID, very similar to yours. Ours was Farm With Matters. Um, and I think we'd, we'd spoken about it on either email or text or something, but in terms of 
same same sort of value farmworth in bolton uh, quite a challenging you know area um, and it was about bringing the community together and um again very similar in terms of this the area doesn't define who you're going to be or you know don't let yeah. it come back and all that sort of thing um and and we were having a ball with it um but when we're hoping to start that back up in september and, and get cracking again but is there any sort of bits of advice that you would give us um we we didn't go for britain's got talent <laughs> we didn't apply for that but is there anything that you think you know we did that and it was it was great for inspiring the students and inspiring the community do you mean during lockdown or, or throughout the whole process really um, of death um in itself do you know one of the I don't know if this answers the question, but I'm going to share because I, I think it's interesting for people. Um, when I'm, you know, so every day of lockdown, when we had, we, we reopened, we had nursery reception, year one and year six in, and and I was genuinely a bit heartbroken that I had to stand on the gate and every day, morning and night, I stood on the gate, welcoming the kids in and saying good night, you know, bye to them on an evening, um, like lots of people do. And I, and I was really upset the fact that I had to say hello to the year two, three, four, five, the siblings who went in, the one-way system, and then I'd see them on the way around, on the way back out, you know, the, the ones that weren't allowed in. Um, and that, that, that just didn't rest easy with me. Um, and, and I wanted the staff to be able to see their children, to say bye to them for the end of the year and see the new classes in terms of transition. And, and I think one of the most powerful things that we did is we, we asked staff, to go and knock on the doors of the kids. Literally, every member of staff got out, teachers and teaching assistants got out into the community and knocked on the doors. And for me, that hopefully showed them that we really care about them, we really value them. And, and there's so much to be said for that little conversation that, you know, some parents who, because they work, can't get in, or, you know, they're a bit nervous about, you know, some people get intimidated and a bit nervous, they didn't have a great time with their, you know, when they were at school. And that little little act of spending, you know, two full days getting out, well, it's four in the end, getting out in the community, knocking the, the strength of the relationships that have been formed um, and the position that it's put us in for September and, you know, what it meant for those children and stuff. I, I think it, we often, we expect our parents to come to us yeah. And I think there's something really powerful about us going to them. Mm. We obviously couldn't go in the house, you're just on the doorstep. But hopefully that said to them, you know, we care about you, we value you um, enough to, to spend, you know, four days walking the streets, um, knocking on doors. You know, that, that, that was pretty powerful. And I think the other thing that, that, um, that that's probably had a massive impact is we have, um, we couldn't do it this year, but we have Flake Fest. Um, we, we hire a massive stage, fireworks, we get acts, um, you know, really like, like a, a Christmas light switch on in your town centre. We really go for it. Um, we raise money. Um, we, we charge for tickets. We, we, we do all sorts to make it run pretty much to cost. Um, and, and some people drive past thinking, what on earth? Why? They just, why, why, why? They've totally lost the plot. They get really carried away. Why are they doing it? And, and for me, that's about belonging. That's about getting the community involved. It's about, you know, getting to know them socially before you can then maybe have some more serious conversations that you might want to have further down the line. It's about pride in your school. And, you know, and then we did like, what, when Megan and Harry got married, we had a royal wedding. We chartered a helicopter, the nation's press turned up. We had horse-drawn carriages. They had the suits on. And, and a couple hundred people lined the streets, the short walk from school to church. And it's just belonging. 
And, and it, you know, it starts, I think, it, it starts online. You can belong to your school Facebook page and interaction with that. But it's giving people the opportunity to belong in, you know, bingo nights, coffee mornings, you know, anything that people can feel that they belong to something. Because I think that's what we've lost in society a little bit, that, that sense of belonging. Because we all do it online, and the reality is online is not, you know, it's, it's nothing compared not to meeting in person. And that, that's the same now, you know, it's not the yeah, same we can talk absolutely. Oh, I don't, don't know if your internet's gone or it's my <laughs> Is it me that's freezing or you? Uh, it's completely frozen. Oh, it oh, no, may be back. my wireless. Ah. Oh, there we go. We're back. Ah, yeah, back. we're back. Sorry. Technology. This, this is what we've all got used to, isn't it? During lockdown, we've all got used to this. We've all got used to it. Yeah, no problem. What I, what I get from you is obviously the, the little things are important, like the bingo night and the quiz night and whatever, but also the idea of just think big as well. And I think a lot of us sometimes think big, but then we go, oh, but how are we going to fund that? How are we going to do that? Da, 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 da. And we sort of come up with excuses for not, not doing it. But yeah. you're just living proof, really, that actually we can think big and we can do it. It's just, it is that hard work and effort to put in, isn't it? So my last question, because uh, I know I've taken up too much of your time. But it's all right, my fine. question is, um, like I said, you've been putting tweets out about Dare to Dream and you wanting to carry on this community feel in Fleetwood. If there's people in Fleetwood, companies, businesses, or just people that think, you know what, I think I've got something I could offer, what's the best thing for them to do, Dave? Just get in touch, I guess. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty lucky. I've just got off a, a Zoom call with 17 people, um, you know, from, from the council, lots of local agencies. And I have one every Thursday evening. You know, I think we're very lucky that we've kind of created this culture within Fleetwood where people know where to, to come, you know, whether it's reaching out to me or, or our healthier Fleetwood or Agenda or Wire Council or Lancashire County Council. You know, we, we're just, we're pretty lucky that we've got the people and the agencies involved that we kind of we kind of buy into that sense of community, um, and it's it's just reaching out. You know, it's it's brilliant when people do get in touch and send you a, ra a random tweet or, or a message because they just think that we get you know that we get on that we'd work together. And I think we need to be a bit braver, don't we, as a society? You know, when you meet somebody, you think, oh, I'd love to go for a pint with you, or I'd love to have a brew, yeah. or I'd love to be my friend, and we don't do it. No. You don't do it. You go off to university or go off to school. You know, it's all about making friends and getting to know people. Um, and, and there's just something to be said that when you meet somebody, they think, oh, I'd work well with you. Um, and it, it's being brave enough to put yourself out there. Just ask the question, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I feel a big uh, gin party or something coming on as soon as this lockdown is. <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate it. I know you're incredibly busy, but I, I really think you, um, your ideas are inspirational and they've definitely inspired myself and Liz and, and hopefully they've inspired other leaders and, and uh, companies and schools across the country as well. So it's been great. You must keep in touch um, and let us know how you're getting on at uh, Flake Fleet very soon. Not the easiest uh, to pronounce. It's, it's not, not the easiest. It's a right tongue twist. And then you've got Flake, Flake Fleet well, Primary School in Fleetwood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, last year everyone got it wrong. Flack of Fleet was the worst one on the one show. 
Flack of fleet. It was flack of fleet. Oh, dear. but we all make mistakes. We all make exactly. Mistakes. Well, um, I think you like do a great job as well. We're definitely on the same page. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I love seeing what you're up to. So keep up the brilliant work. Well done. You go and enjoy your massage. Uh, I definitely will. <laughs> all right. Nice to speak to you. Mark, see you now.